The Worst Slander, Idolatry Part 2 of 2 Two Basic Causes of Idolatry Two basic factors lead people into idolatry, ignorance and insincerity. In order to avoid idolatry, people must have the requisite and sufficient faith and strongly eschew insincerity. Ignorance One of the most important factors revealed by Allah is ignorance as regards to religious moral values. If any of the idolaters ask you for protection, give it until they have heard the words of Allah. Then convey them to a place where they are safe, because they are a people who do not know. Quran, Chapter 9 Verse 6 only the Quran and the Hadith contains the knowledge essential for pure faith, for no other scripture clearly describes what true belief in the one God is, defines deities and idols, explains the form that pure faith should assume, details the behavior and mentality that pleases Allah, shows how people are misguided to idolatry, reveals Satan's snares of earthly desires and deceits, and discusses the attitudes and behavior to be avoided. Our Prophet Muhammad, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, explained these facts all through his life. The reader must understand that the learning we are discussing here is not just an accumulation of facts, for knowledge, as defined in the Quran, is that which impacts one's heart and spurs one's mind and conscience. If people only learn the information imparted in the Quran but do not reflect on them as they should be, they may not gain any benefit from it. Several verses involve Allah's oneness and the non-existence of whatever else people may consider a deity, as well as about idolatry and its adherents. These matters are frequently emphasized and described in great detail to impress upon people how vital it is that such terms be understood. It is impossible for those who have not read and reflected on the Quran know about these facts. So they are, as Allah reveals in the Quran, ignorant. The position of such people is identical to that of the idolatrous communities of the pre-Islamic era. Among the Muslim Arabs, this period is known as the Days of Ignorance. Those who reject Islam, regardless of when or where they live, are therefore considered ignorant. Given that the Quran was revealed 1,400 years ago and is now available in all major languages, there is no excuse or justification for such ignorance and idolatry. People may claim to be devout, but if their faith is based on hearsay knowledge and handed down superstitions, they are still ignorant because they are not living by the Quran's moral values and have not yet correctly understood the faith revealed by Allah. Allah reveals this fact in the Quran. When they are told, come to what Allah has sent down into the messenger, they say, what we found our fathers doing is enough for us. What? Even if their fathers did not know anything and were not guided. Quran Chapter 5 verse 104 The idolaters that lived among the communities of many prophets have been described as ignorant people. Allah reveals in the Quran. We conveyed the tribe of Israel across the sea, and they came upon some people who were devoting themselves to some idols that they had. They said, O Moses, give us an idol, just as these people have idols. He said, You are indeed an ignorant people. Quran, Chapter 7 verse 138 Remember the brother of Ad, Hud, when he warned his people by the sand dunes, and warners passed away before and after him worshipped no one but Allah. I fear for you the punishment of a terrible day. They said, Have you come to us to divert us from our deities? Bring us what you have promised us, if you are telling the truth. He said, All knowledge is with Allah. 
I only transmit to you that with which I have been sent. But I see that you are an ignorant people. Quran, Chapter 46 Verse 21 to 23 The concept of ignorance expressed in these verses is highly significant, for it includes not only not knowing, but also failing to understand the facts even though one sees and recognizes them. Some Israelites, who knew the Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, and the Torah sent down to him, and who witnessed his struggle against Pharaoh, are an example of this, for some of them adopted other deities even after obtaining this knowledge. It was as if they actually knew nothing at all. What is even more astonishing and exemplary is that they actually asked the Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, to set up an idol for them, surely Allah is beyond that. This shows that salvation from ignorance lies in acquiring information and in understanding that knowledge which enters one's heart and then both affects the person's heart and is reflected by his or her thoughts and behavior. This is the error made by some of the earlier peoples who deviated into idolatry, especially some of the Israelites, surely the Israelites who are truly sincere are beyond that, although they possessed considerable information and had learned it well, they still went astray. Allah describes in the Quran such people as donkeys loaded with books. The metaphor of those who were charged with the Torah but then did not uphold it is that of a donkey loaded with weighty tomes. How evil is the metaphor of those who deny Allah's signs? Allah does not guide those who do wrong. Quran, Chapter 62 Verse 5 In the Quran Allah also tells us that, dot when a group of them, Jews, heard Allah's word and then, after grasping it, knowingly distorted it. Quran, Chapter 2 Verse 75 In other words, having knowledge is not enough, one needs a sincere heart, one that is rooted in a genuine fear of and respect for Allah, in order to evaluate that information properly. Insincerity What we mean by the concept of insincerity is refusing to abide by the facts and even acting in the opposite way although one learns and understands them, in order to preserve their worldly interests. Those who read the Quran properly and have reason and a conscience can easily understand what type of behavior and morality pleases Allah. After acquiring this knowledge, they are expected to abide by it and shape their life around it according to their level of sincerity. Those who are insincere can abandon these truths in an instant for the sake of small benefits and advantages. Chasing after their worldly desires, greed, and passions, they exceed the bounds that Allah has established for humanity. Ignoring His commands and prohibitions, they live for this world and exchange the hereafter for next to nothing. Those who ascribe equals to Allah cannot overcome this great sin until they abandon their incorrect worldview and repent. No change occurs even if they exhibit the greatest scrupulousness with regard to those matters that do not conflict with their worldly interests. For example, observing many religious observances may be of no benefit if they deliberately ignore even one of his commands if they neglect to perform the five regular prayers, for instance. If they continue to follow this path wholeheartedly, they become idolaters. Since they pick and choose which of his commands they will follow, they have unwisely turned their desires into deities. Unless the idolaters do not repent and ask forgiveness to Allah all their deeds including their worship will come to nothing in the hereafter. Allah reveals this in the Quran. It has been revealed to you and those before you, if you associate others with Allah, your actions will come to nothing and you will be among the losers. Now worship Allah and be among the thankful. Quran, Chapter 39 Verse 65-66 to As can be seen, Insincerity in this sense is not unique to those remote from religious morality. 
Some people who become idolaters due to their insincerity apply double standards while maintaining a devout external appearance. In other words, they seek to save their worldly lives and satisfy their own desires by pretending to conform with the religion. But attempting to ease their conscience through self-deception cannot succeed. They observe a false faith according to their own wishes, instead of according to Allah's commands and prohibitions, and thus establish and live by their own man-made religion. Those who have sincere faith, who adhere to what Allah has revealed instead of their desires, urgings, and suggestions, however, seek only His mercy and approval, for as sincere servants to Him they can do nothing else. Thus, they never have to choose between their desires and faith. But idolaters, whose mentality is the exact opposite of the believer's mentality, are insincere toward Allah right from the very outset. Although He knows their hearts, intentions, and every deed, they continue to follow their own hypocritical path in the misguided belief that He will accept their insincere excuses. They often convince themselves of this truth, for almost all of them state, when asked, that they deserve a paradise. However, Allah tells us in the Quran something different, those who knowingly turn toward idolatry, despite knowing the truth, have lost the ability to reason. Thus, there is no point to looking for reason or logic in their incomprehensible and insincere double standards. Bearing this in mind, we can see that both unawareness and a failure to appreciate Allah properly underlie their insincerity and the ascription of equals to Allah that originates from it. Allah reveals this situation of idolaters in the Surat al-Zumar, Quran, Chapter 39. They do not measure Allah with His true measure. The whole earth will be a mere handful for Him on the day of rising, and the heavens will be folded up in His right hand. Glory be to Him. He is exalted above the partners they ascribe. Quran, Chapter 39 Verse 67 Hypocritical and insincere idolaters are a danger to themselves and all others, for they encourage others to follow them. The only escape from this lies in sincerity and the knowledge that Allah may bestow salvation upon them if they repent sincerely. This process involves turning to Allah with a sincere heart by beginning to base their life on His approval, learning the truth in the Quran and the Hadith, and applying what they learn to their life. However, they will be successful only if they submit fully and unconditionally to Him as soon as possible and hope for His mercy. Allah reveals this fact in the Quran. Say, from me, O my servants, you who have transgressed against yourselves, do not despair of Allah's mercy. Truly Allah forgives all wrong actions. He is the ever-forgiving, the most merciful. Turn to your Lord and submit to Him before punishment comes upon you, for then you cannot be helped. Follow the best that has been sent down to you from your Lord before the punishment comes upon you suddenly, when you are not expecting it. Quran, Chapter 39 Verse 53-55 to Emotionality, a danger that can lead to idolatry. As shown above, idolatry has no rational or logical foundation. In fact, when people begin to think clearly and use their reason and conscience to reflect upon their surroundings, they clearly see that their only Allah can exist. Nevertheless some people, perhaps even the majority, do not reflect and so act in the exact opposite manner. Failing to abide by this truth, even though one has accepted it rationally and logically, stems from various emotional factors that impact on and smother one's reason and logic. For the sake of brevity, we refer to this as emotionalism or romanticism. 
people can only think and act correctly if they use their reason. Allah describes in many verses of the Quran how believers comprehended very important truths by using their reason and that the idolaters and hypocrites always found themselves in trouble because they never used their reason. One of the most important reasons for this is that they act only according to their emotions. Emotionality, which smothers reason, leaves people exposed to all of Satan's suggestions and makes them his playthings. Through this weapon, he directs the idolaters as he chooses and leads them into misguidance. Allah bestows such feelings as love, fear, trust, need, and protection upon people from the moment of their creation. People are to use them to gain Allah's approval, follow his path, and defend and engage in goodness and truth. However, if these emotions are diverted away from their true purpose which is clearly revealed in the Quran, they come to represent a force that propels a person toward Satan and idolatry. If these feelings are directed toward good, which is their true purpose, they lead one toward faith, purity, and Allah, if directed toward evil, they lead one toward idolatry. In the first case, the believers can expect their reward from Allah. In the second case, that of attributing a divine nature to man-made entities or personal desires, the unbelievers can expect only Allah's disapproval and punishment. As we will later mention that all love, praise, exaltation, fear, respect, trust, and requests for help should be directed to Allah, for there is no other source and provider of all things, and no other possessor of actual superiority in beauty, knowledge, and power. By unwisely ascribing even one of these divine attributes to that which is not him, one reveals himself or herself to be an idolater. We will now examine the emotions of love, fear, and seeking aid to see how failing to control them through one's reason and basing one's life and actions upon them can lead to idolatry. Love Believers know that since Allah created them, only He is worthy of their love, closeness, and devotion. After creating them out of nothing, Allah has continued to meet all of their physical and spiritual needs by creating countless blessings for everyone. Furthermore, as long as people have faith in and obey Him, Allah will reward them with a great and eternal blessing in both worlds, along with love and approval in His sight. He bestows all of these things for no return, as a mercy and blessing from His presence. Given this, how can any other member of creation be worthy of a person's love and devotion? One cause of love is the interest and awe felt when confronted with the beloved superior and beautiful features. When this interest and awe is returned, the relationship turns into a powerful bond of affection. The important point here, however, is to determine to whom this superiority and beauty actually belong and then to turn these feelings of interest and awe in the proper direction. Allah is the source and true Lord of all beauty, superiority, and exalted titles. The titles that may appear to be inherent in his creations are actually nothing more than very minor manifestations of his infinite titles and, in fact, belong to him alone. Thus, given that Allah manifests himself in his servants, any love that one feels should be felt for Allah alone. If this is not the case, the person has ascribed equals to Allah. Of course it is not wrong to feel love. What is wrong, however, is to forget Allah and bind oneself, with passion and fanaticism, to that which is not him or to abandon those things of which he approves and finds pleasing. When looked at through the eyes of faith, all beauty possessed by human beings is understood to belong to Allah. Those who realize this naturally turn to him and are aware that by loving the other person, they actually love Allah. Idolatrous love, however, is quite different. 
Allah reveals in the Quran about the idolaters who have adopted idols apart from himself. He, Abraham, said, You have adopted idols apart from Allah as tokens of mutual affection in this world. But then on the day of rising, you will reject and curse each other. The fire will be your shelter. You will have no helpers. Quran, Chapter 29 Verse 25 This bond of love will turn into hatred and mutual rejection, because these man-made idols to which people became attached through emotional bonds will bring them chastisement in the hereafter. No one who takes Allah as his or her only God can ever love any other thing or person as much as or more than he or she loves Allah. As for the idolaters, Allah says in the Quran, Some people set up equals to Allah, loving them as they should love Allah. But those who believe have greater love for Allah. If only you could see those who do wrong at the time when they see the punishment, and that truly all strength belongs to Allah, and that Allah is severe in punishment. Quran, Chapter 2 Verse 165 The believers give Allah all of their love, for not doing so would mean that they are not sincere in their faith or lack a proper knowledge of Allah and Islam. Indeed, those who ascribe equals to Allah have a flawed and deficient knowledge and understanding of Him. Unable to establish a sincere closeness to Allah and appreciate Him as they should, they direct their love toward that which is not Him. Here it will be useful to concentrate upon the male-female relationship, the tightest and most frequently observed form of idolatrous love. In these relationships, any devotion and togetherness constructed independently of Allah's approval is a major cause of deviation into idolatry. Thus, they are usually based on romanticism, emotionality, and mutual benefit, for one person is seeking the other person's approval. Not hesitating even for a moment about transgressing the bounds Allah set for humanity in order to please each other, they direct the love bestowed upon them by Allah toward each other and soon forget Him. The result is people who fulfill all duties to each other, instead of to Allah, and who perversely regard each other as independent entities. In the Quran Allah describes such relationships as mutual worship and deifying the other person. Allah notes in the Quran the passionate love felt toward women in such relationships. If this love causes the men to forget Allah or to not remember him as is his due, if he prefers his love of the woman over and above his love for Allah, and if it replaces his love for Allah in his heart, he is heading toward idolatry. The same is true for the female member of this relationship. In the Quran Allah tells us that such a love, which society considers innocent, is not pleasing to him. What they call on apart from him are female idols. What they call on is an arrogant Satan. Quran, Chapter 4 Verse 117 The same danger exists on the part of women as well. Some societies call this idolatrous love true love, romantic, and pure emotion, it even praises and encourages it. Since this romantic propaganda hinders the development of young people's minds and consciousness, generations emerge that are unaware of religion, faith, or the reason for their creation. Never having known Allah, they feel no love, fear, or respect for Him. In their eyes, idolatry is a natural form of behavior, an acceptable lifestyle. Here, it is important to remember, of course people may love and be affectionate toward each other, but they must not do so independently of Allah. Apart from this, and as long as their love is based on their love of Allah, they are among those people whom Allah mentions in the Quran are devoted, passionate, of like age, Quran, chapter 56 verse 37, in paradise. Thus, this model is legitimate. 
The love felt by believers is a transparent, radiant one that gives ease to the heart, for it is addressed to Allah. They love other people because they are no more than manifestations of Allah. This is why believers do not grieve when someone they love dies or when something they love becomes lost. Given that all spiritual and physical beauty in the loved one actually belongs to Allah, who is eternal, without end, and nearer to a person than his or a jugular vein, such a loss is no more than is temporarily taking back one or more of his manifestations in order to test that person. So long as the person persists in faith and this understanding, he will continue to manifest himself with his most beauteous attributes in an even more intense form in the hereafter which has no end. Since believers who possess true faith understand this truth, they are immune to all forms of grief, sorrow, and emotionality. Allah reveals this in the Quran. Those who say, Our Lord is Allah, and then go straight will feel no fear and will know no sorrow. Quran, Chapter 46 Verse 13 But the idolaters suffer the pangs of infinite separation in their hearts when the people whom they love and to whom they are devoted die. Every person and thing they preferred over Allah and ascribed as equal to Him will be a source of suffering in this world and in the hereafter. This provides endless subject matter for songs, poems, novels, and movies, the great majority of which are dedicated to themes of unrequited love, separation, betrayal, abandonment, death, and the ensuing pain and suffering. Thus the pains that begin in this world will continue eternally in the next, and with a far fiercer spiritual and physical pain. In the Quran Allah speaks of a fire in hell that reaches right into the heart, Quran, chapter 104 verse 5 to 7, every form of heartache in this world constitutes a part of the far worse suffering experienced by the idolaters in hell. Allah visits his vengeance upon those who betray him and groundlessly attribute equals to him, both here and in the hereafter. Fear Another factor that leads people to idolatry is fear. When this emotion, which should be directed solely toward Allah, is felt toward his creation and influences one's attitudes and behavior, it becomes idolatry. Believers know that the only entity worthy of their fear is Allah, who has absolute power, controls all that exists, and has subjected everything to his will. For example, nothing can harm a person without his permission, and only he can remove that harm. Fearing any other entity reveals that one ignorantly believes that entity to be independent of Allah and thus outside of the destiny he has created for it, surely Allah is beyond that. Allah reveals this in the Quran. Allah says, Do not take two deities. He is the only one God, so fear me alone. Everything in the heavens and earth belongs to him, and the religion belongs to him, firmly and forever. So why do you fear anyone other than Allah? Quran, Chapter 16 Verse 51 to 52 Is Allah not enough for his servant? Yet they try to scare you with others apart from him. If Allah misguides someone, he has no guide. Quran, Chapter 39 Verse 36 as indicated in these verses, the idolaters fear people and even believers instead of Allah, a misguided emotion that is the result of irrationality. In the Quran Allah states, You are a greater cause of terror in their breasts than Allah. That is because they are people who do not understand. Quran, Chapter 59 Verse 13 Expecting Help and Trust Everything other than Allah is merely one of his creations that exist because he wills it to exist, it survives only because he provides it with the necessary health and sustenance, and makes it laugh and cry. In short, everything, except Allah, 
is infinitely helpless, impoverished, needy, and has no real power or abilities of its own. Therefore, apart from Allah, there is nobody to trust or ask for help. Rejecting this truth and trusting in causes, intermediaries, and people means that one thinks they have independent power and will, in short, this is idolatry. Allah reveals in the Quran. They have taken deities besides Allah so that, perhaps, they may be helped. They cannot help them, even though they are an army mobilized in their support. Quran, Chapter 36 verse 74-75 The Prophet Muhammad, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, warned his companions against seeking help from others than Allah. At Tabarani reports. In the time of the Prophet, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, there was a hypocrite who used to harm the believers, and some of them said, Come, let us seek aid from the Messenger of Allah, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, against this hypocrite. But the Prophet, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, said, Aid must not be sought from me, aid must only be sought from Allah, Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kitab at Tawheed, the Book of Tawheed, Sheikh Imam Muhammad Abdul Wahab, translated by Sameh Strouch, International Islamic Publishing House, Chapter, 12. In the Quran Allah reveals that the idolaters are soon enslaved by their own man-made deities by putting their trust in them and expecting help from them. Forgetting Allah and seeking to please His creations in order to safeguard their own futures, they spend their lives in abasement and humiliation at the orders of these idols. However, the hopes they place in them go unanswered. And this is just one of their rewards they receive in this world and in the hereafter which will be bitter and last forever. Allah describes the meaninglessness of people serving man-made entities. O humanity, an example has been made, so listen to it carefully. Those upon whom you call besides Allah cannot even create a single fly, even if they were to join together to do it. And if a fly steals something from them, they cannot get it back. How feeble are both the seeker and the sought. Quran, Chapter 22 Verse 73 These false deities' helplessness is also mentioned. Do they make things into partner deities that cannot create anything and are themselves created, which are not capable of helping them and cannot even help themselves? Quran, Chapter 7 Verse 191 to 192 Those you call on besides him cannot help you. They cannot even help themselves. Quran, Chapter 7 Verse 197 And yet heedless people have always beseeched and begged them for help. Their end, as stated in the Quran, will be as follows. So do not call on any other deity along with Allah, or you will be among those who will be punished. Quran, Chapter 26 Verse 213 One person who was punished in this world for this attitude is the owner of the garden mentioned in Surat Al-Kaf, Quran, Chapter 18. An exceedingly proud man because of his garden and possessions, claimed that they would never disappear and that the day of judgment would never come. And yet when the retribution came upon him, he realized what a grave error he had made by attributing equals to Allah. Allah reveals this in the Quran. The fruits of his labor were completely destroyed, and he woke up wringing his hands in grief, regretting everything that he had spent on it. It was a ruin with all of its trellises fallen in. He said, Oh, if only I had not associated anyone with my Lord. There was no group to come to his aid, besides Allah, and he was not given any help. Quran, Chapter 18 Verse 42-43 
Those who place their hope and esteem in that which is not Allah, who hope for compassion from them and trust them, will never attain their desires. Thus, they feel empty, lonely, and abandoned, especially in difficult times, do not set up any other deity together with Allah and so sit there reviled and forsaken. Quran, chapter 17 verse 22. In the Quran Allah uses a very wise simile to describe this emptiness. Have done with the defilement of idols and telling lies. Be people of pure and natural belief in Allah, not associating anything else with Him. As for anyone who associates others with Allah, it is as though he had fallen from the sky and the birds had seized him and carried him away, or if the wind had dropped him in a distant place. Quran, chapter 22 verse 30 to 31. On the other hand, believers who trust in and rely on Allah alone, who serve only Him and seek His assistance, spend their lives enjoying blessings, respect, and honor. Those who believe and whose hearts find peace in the remembrance of Allah. Quran, chapter 13 verse 28. One whose heart is at peace and content through remembering Allah needs nothing else, even when faced with great difficulties. They are as dignified as the Prophet Jacob, peace be upon him, who said, I complain about my grief and sorrow to Allah alone, because I know things from Allah you do not know, Quran, chapter 12 verse 86. This attitude is due to the believer's correct understanding of destiny. Say, nothing can happen to us except what Allah has ordained for us. He is our master. The believers should put their trust in Allah. Quran, chapter 9 verse 51. When love, trust, and expecting help are combined, what emerges is the closeness described in the Quran as friendship and guardianship. Allah is a sufficient protector and helper, Quran, chapter 4 verse 45, and states that he is a person's only true friend and guardian. Allah is he to whom the kingdom of the heavens and earth belongs. He gives life and causes to die. You have no protector or helper besides him. Quran, chapter 9 verse 116. As Allah is the only being with true power, everything therefore depends upon him. Say, am I to take anyone other than Allah as my protector, the bringer into being of the heavens and earth, he who feeds and is not fed? Say, I am commanded to be the first of the Muslims, and, do not be among the idolaters. Quran, chapter 6 verse 14. And yet one of the idolaters' major characteristics is their persistence in adopting friends other than Allah, although abandoning him and taking his servants as friends is a serious sin that entails terrible consequences unless they repent and ask Allah for forgiveness. Allah reveals this in the Quran. Do the unbelievers imagine that they can take my servants as protectors instead of me? We have prepared hell as a welcome for them. Quran, chapter 18 verse 102. While believers take only Allah as their protector, unbelievers and idolaters take Satan. Going along with his commands, they flout the Quran and the bounds set by Allah for humanity, deliberately ascribe equals to him, fail to remember him, and show their loyalty and adherence to Satan's commands. This exceedingly irrational action leads to a very unpleasant end. In the Quran Allah reveals, if anyone takes him, Satan, as a friend, he will mislead him and guide him to the punishment of the searing blaze. Quran, chapter 22 verse 4. Thus, Allah warns the people about the Satan in the Quran and states he is the true friend of the humanity. Allah knows best who your enemies are. Allah suffices as a protector, Allah suffices as a helper. 
Quran, chapter 4 verse 45. The feeling of indebtedness. All people encounter various blessings at every moment of their lives. Since most of these blessings can be attributed to various causes, it is human nature to direct one's gratitude toward those causes instead of toward Allah. In the Quran Allah uses the term giving thanks to describe this feeling of gratitude. However, everyone should understand that whoever or whatever those intermediaries may be, they need to be aware that only Allah can bestow a blessing and that they can depend only upon Him. Thus, this phrase signifies an expression, made by one's heart and tongue, of each person's indebtedness and gratitude to Him. Giving thanks and being grateful to Allah are signs of genuine servitude. O you who believe, eat of the good things we have provided for you and give thanks to Allah, if you worship Him alone. Quran, Chapter 2 Verse 172 So eat from what Allah has provided for you, lawful and good, and be thankful for the blessing of Allah, if it is Him you worship. Quran, Chapter 16 Verse 114 As in these verses Allah makes clear, Giving thanks only to him is a precondition for and a sign of being a true servant, for this attitude shows that one understands that only he can bestow blessings and control everything. Knowing this means that a person really understands that Allah is the only power, force, and authority that exists and that there is no other deity besides him. Thus, the person has undiluted faith, embodies the human model described and praised in the Quran, and has fulfilled one of the preconditions of true faith and purity if he gives his thanks only to Allah. The idolaters, however, attribute whatever blessings they enjoy to entities and beings which are in reality merely instruments in their creation by Allah, and place their hopes in, and direct their gratitude toward them. Adopting ignorantly such false deities who have no independent power and influence, they blind themselves to the fact that Allah created these false deities and allows them to appear as independent entities by willing that their actions occur. It is both idolatry and also the height of ingratitude to forget Allah, look for power and influence in his servants, and turn to and thank them. However, this does not mean that it is wrong for people to thank each other. As long as they remember that Allah performs the good deed in question and act out of that awareness, they are still behaving correctly. Idolaters, on the other hand, unwisely make concessions with regard to faith and to Allah's approval for the sake of these false deities, surely Allah is beyond that. Allah reveals this in the Quran. Abraham said to his people, Instead of Allah you worship only idols. You are inventing a lie. Those you worship besides Allah have no power to provide for you. So seek your provision from Allah, worship Him, and give thanks to Him. It is to Him you will be returned. Quran, Chapter 29 Verse 17 Unlike idolaters, believers thank Allah alone and feel gratitude only to Him. They turn to Him when they receive a blessing, thank Him, and realize that what they receive is due to His favor. One example of this is how Allah made the Prophet Zakaria, peace be upon him, responsible for the blessed Maryam, peace be upon him. Her Lord accepted her with approval and made her grow in health and beauty. And Zakaria became her guardian. Every time Zakaria visited her in the upper room, he found food with her. He asked, Maryam, how did you come by this? She said, it is from Allah. Allah provides for whoever he wills without any reckoning. Quran, Chapter 3 Verse 37 Clearly, she was aware that all of the blessings bestowed upon her were from Allah. Another example is how the Prophet Solomon, peace be upon him, 
turned to Allah. He said, O council members, who among you will bring me her, the queen of Saba's, thrown before they come to me in submission? A demon of the jinn said, I will bring it to you before you get up from your seat. I am strong and trustworthy enough to do it. He who possessed knowledge of the book said, I will bring it to you before your glance returns to you. And when he saw it standing firmly in his presence, he said, This is part of my Lord's favor to test me to see if I will give thanks or show ingratitude. Whoever gives thanks only does so to his own gain. Whoever is ungrateful, my Lord is rich beyond need, generous. Quran, Chapter 27 Verse 38 to 40 Even though he expressed a wish that was fulfilled immediately, he instantly turned to and gave thanks to Allah rather than to the one who had performed the deed. That is the attitude of all believers. For those who forget Allah in a comparable situation actually place their hopes in an intermediary and imagine that the blessing came from it. Any person who thinks this way has ascribed an equal to Allah. Ascribing equals to Allah and giving thanks to Him are mutually opposed actions. For example, Allah reveals that the Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him, was not an idolater, but one who gave thanks for Allah's blessings. Abraham was a community in himself, exemplary, obedient to Allah, a man of pure natural belief. He was not one of the idolaters. He was thankful for his blessings. Allah chose him and guided him to a straight path. Quran, Chapter 16 Verse 120-121 As we have seen above with other emotions, Gratitude brings with it faith and purity when directed toward Allah and gives rise to idolatry when directed to anything other than Him. Giving thanks is exceedingly important, and thus Satan regards making human beings ungrateful as one measure of his so-called success. In the Quran Allah reveals this warning from Satan's own mouth. He, Satan, said, By your misguidance of me, I will lie in ambush for them on your straight path. Then I will come at them, from in front of them and behind them, from their right and from their left. You will not find most of them thankful. Quran, Chapter 7 Verse 16 to 17 So far, we have looked at only a few of the emotions that can lead people into idolatry. While these are among the most important and common ones, there are many others, such as compassion, goodness, and kindness. Imagine someone who is grieving over his young child's death or a beloved animal. This supposed compassion may lead him to rebel against Allah and ascribe equals to him. However, if that person uses his reason to clear his mind of grief, he will see the truth in a very distinct and transparent form. For one thing, since there is no question of their suffering retribution or oppression, death is a salvation for small children, believers, and innocent animals as well as a step toward an eternal, beautiful life. Death is a door through which Allah takes these lovely entities into his presence. From the point of view of Satan and his followers, however, death is a moment when excesses and the endless demands of one's passions come to an end, a moment when the door to the eternal suffering promised them opens. Thus Satan regards death as something terrible and seeks to have others look at it in the same way. This analysis is quite correct from his own perspective, however, it does not apply to innocent people and sincere believers. For them, death brings happiness and paradise. Someone who uses his reason and thus rises above his emotion sees the facts clearly and behaves accordingly. Matters that appear very complicated, complex, irresoluble, 
and inexplicable to those who are emotional and whose reason is therefore clouded are very simple, clear, and uncomplicated to believers. As long as these people do not change their stance, they dragged along by their emotions have left their reason behind in order to continue on their way toward eternal suffering in a morass of idolatry, having submitted their wills to Satan's enchantments. most dangerous form of idolatry, covert idolatry. So far we have been looking at idolatry in its general sense, where it stems from, how it emerges, and the forms it takes. In this chapter we consider a far more dangerous form of idolatry, covert idolatry. Our beloved prophet, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, warned believers against this type of idolatry, for which he gave showing off to people as an example. Mahmud ibn Lubayd narrated. The Prophet, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, came out and announced, O people, beware of secret shirk, idolatry. The people asked, O Messenger of Allah, what is secret shirk? He replied, when a man gets up to pray and strives to beautify his prayer because people are looking at him, that is secret shirk. Collected by Ibn Khazema. Abu Musa narrated. One day Allah's Messenger delivered a sermon saying, O people, Fear shirk for it is more hidden than the creeping of an ant. Those whom Allah wished asked, And how do we avoid it when it is more hidden than the creeping of an ant, O Messenger of Allah? He replied, Say, O Allah, we seek refuge in you from knowingly committing shirk with you and we ask your forgiveness for what we do not know about. Collected by Ahmad and At-Tabarani Even though people may have escaped all of the snares cited above, they must still be on their guard against self-deception. If they wish to attain a truly unsullied faith, they must think about this subject and avoid pride. Allah commands his servants to believe in him and turn only to him without ascribing any equals to him. This is revealed in the Quran. Turning toward him, in repentance. Fear, and respect, him and establish prayer. Do not be among the idolaters. Quran, chapter 30 verse 31. Those who do not believe ask, why has a sign not been sent down to him from his Lord? Say, Allah misguides whoever he wills and guides to himself all who turn to him. Quran, chapter 13 verse 27. As it is made clear in these verses, Allah has made undiluted faith obligatory and has forbidden idolatry. At the same time, he has revealed that he will direct anyone who turns to him to the true path. In other words, those who want to be guided to the true path must avoid all forms of idolatry and, make your Lord your goal, Quran, chapter 94 verse 8. But what does this actually mean? It means regarding Allah as one's only friend and helper, seeking his approval alone, and basing oneself solely upon his mercy. One's ultimate aim is Allah's love and approval. For that reason, such people live according to his criteria, commands, and prohibitions. Other people's approval and contentment is always secondary, for they want nothing in the world other than their true friend, Allah, to be pleased with them. Every believer who reads these words may well think that he or she possesses these same attributes. However, instead of being absolutely certain of themselves, they should think long and deeply on the subject and constantly strive to perfect themselves. Remembering that Allah controls all things. Those who dedicate themselves only to Allah have full trust in Him alone, for they know that only He has actual control of, and actual power over, everything. 
Thus, there is no need for them to call upon that, which is not him. Those who possess this true trust never feel doubt and sadness, and are not troubled by anything that comes their way during life. Aware that Allah sends everything to test them, they accept it and turn toward him. Out of respect for him, they feel satisfied with whatever he, in his wisdom, has destined for them. There is a great deal of good in whatever true believers experience, a fact that they know very well. Surely Allah has the true knowledge of what is good for his servants. In the Quran Allah reveals this. It may be that you hate something when it is good for you, and it may be that you love something when it is bad for you. Allah knows and you do not know. Quran, Chapter 2 Verse 216 Therefore, true believers do not go astray when confronted by events or situations that unbelievers would consider dangerous and terrible. They remain steadfast in their trust of Allah, because if they feel even a moment's doubt it means that their trust in Allah is incomplete and that they have failed to properly appreciate His might and wisdom. This is coming dangerously close to idolatry, for which a true believer has no legitimate excuse. Here is where covert idolatry emerges as a grave danger. For example, it would be completely wrong for those who find themselves in a difficult situation to think, I am generally very submissive. I have complete trust in Allah, but sometimes I panic and lack full submission. Self-deception is also very dangerous in such cases. Clearly, someone who follows this line of reasoning does not have full trust in Allah. Even if they accept his existence, just thinking of compromising their belief indicates a lack of complete submission and a failure to comprehend his infinite might. Such an attitude can exist only among idolaters. However, those who dedicate themselves to Allah submit sincerely to the destiny He has created for them, for they know that it cannot be altered in any way. Allah reveals that whatever we experience is recorded in a book and that we can experience only what He has written in it. In the Quran Allah reveals this. Not even the smallest speck eludes your Lord, either on earth or in heaven. Nor is there anything smaller than that, or larger, which is not in a clear book. Quran Chapter 10 verse 61 As it is made clear in the verse, every event in a person's life, without exception, is recorded in a book. Fully aware of this, believers evaluate whatever happens to them according to that awareness, seek the beauty in every detail of their predetermined destiny, and thus avoid the error of regretting or being displeased or unhappy. Without exception, believers are pleased with every moment of their life, if this is not the case, it means that one's faith is not deep enough and that he or she has fallen into idolatry. Although they may say that they have faith in Allah, believe in the hereafter, and are true Muslims, anyone who is ever displeased is actually failing to live according to the submission commanded in the Quran. This failure to comprehend the true meaning of destiny is a sign of covert idolatry. In other words, a person's feelings or reactions toward events are of great importance. Given this, all people who consider themselves to be true believers must review their whole life, day-to-day -day mode of living, thoughts, feelings, perspective on life, and, most important of all, their subconscious to see if there is any weakness in their belief. Idolatry may sometimes be very deep-rooted in a person's life. For example, fear may prevent some people from living by the faith in the very purest manner. In fact, they might become so caught up in serious concerns over the future that they begin to ignore Allah's commands and prohibitions in order to guarantee their future. Such a course of action involves making necessary concessions. 
or they might regard their difficulties as unwelcome and become rebellious. This is where the majority of people forget Allah's infinite might and control and fall into covert idolatry. Forgetting that only Allah creates the future, gives them money and possessions, and eliminates their difficulties, they seek assistance from other entities. Everyone must strongly avoid such negligent behavior and, if they find themselves in it, abandon it at once. They must consider their situation according to what Allah says in the Quran, remember that our Lord's might is sufficient for all things, and understand that He is the sole Lord of every entity and event. For instance, those who have cancer or are paralyzed in an unexpected motor accident, if they consider themselves to be true and sincere believers, will not grieve or worry. In fact, they will not even complain about these difficulties, rather, they will greet their situation with submission and pleasantness, knowing that this is what Allah has destined for them and that, if they endure it successfully, they will receive an unimaginable reward in the hereafter. Sincere believers bear all difficulties in a pleasant manner and look for the good and the wisdom in them. They do not do this to console themselves, but because they know that only good will come out of these present difficulties. Aware that Allah has determined their destiny and that everything happens for a reason, they reflect upon their life and have patience and fortitude at all times. Everyone may experience unexpected events on any given day, such as a great injustice or slander, or a verbal or physical assault. But those who are free of covert or open idolatry never forget their destiny, never fall prey to their emotions or sorrows, and are never troubled. They remember that Allah controls all things and that whatever happens is part of His destiny for them. Therefore, they respond to evil with good, just as Allah commands in the Quran. They may experience events that would alarm unbelievers, and that would be quite natural. However, sincere believers do not feel fear or concern, for they have placed their full trust in Allah. For example, if sincere believers lose their family and possessions in a single moment, they remain fully submitted to Allah even at that very instant. In the face of what unbelievers would consider a disaster, their faith, submission, and trust in Allah does not waver. They will never grieve or give way to pessimism, sorrow, and despair. People must honestly think about how they would react to such situations and then take precautions so that they will not succumb to covert idolatry. Just thinking that such a little thing will do no harm, regarding ignorant reactions as normal under difficult circumstances, or basing their reactions upon those exhibited by most other people may lead to covert idolatry. Allah reveals in the Quran. If you obeyed most of those on earth, they would misguide you from Allah's way. They follow nothing but conjecture. They are only guessing. Quran, Chapter 6 Verse 116 Another factor that may lead to covert idolatry is the belief that people are successful due to their own efforts. For example, it would be a great mistake for a speaker to attribute his or her successful speech to his or her own reason, for only Allah can will someone to talk and give speeches. If someone is successful, makes scientific discoveries, or invents things that make life easier, all it means is that Allah has willed this as part of that person's destiny. People cannot be the source of their success, Believing this and then boasting of their accomplishments means that they have forgotten Allah. In the Quran Allah reveals this. But you cannot will unless Allah wills. Allah is all-knowing, all-wise. Quran, Chapter 76 Verse 30 When people experience something negative, example a disaster, illness, or injury, they must remember that these things are a part of their destiny. 
They cannot attribute such events to a reckless driver or a virus, for this would mean that they do not understand the truth. Of course various attributable causes have been created, but these are completely within Allah's knowledge and under his control. Those who understand this truth have a proper appreciation of Allah. Those who do not understand or accept this truth, or who engage in hidden or open rebellion, have fallen into covert idolatry. While it is true that one's illness may have been caused by a microbe, Allah created the microbe and gave it the purpose and function of delivering the person's predetermined illness. For example, Allah relates in the Quran a moment of difficulty experienced by believers in the time of our Prophet, may Allah bless him and grant him peace. What assailed you on the day the two armies met was by Allah's permission, so that he would know the believers and the hypocrites. Quran, Chapter 3 verse 166 to 167. It is made clear in the verses that, as all events occur by Allah's will, there is no logical or rational reason to forget that all things are under his control. As he is the all-knowing, every stage and moment of one's life and destiny takes place because he wills it to. No matter how such an event may appear, it always contains auspicious and great wisdom. But people, both believers and non-believers, may not always understand that wisdom. Sometimes they may see it and give thanks to Allah, sometimes they may be unable to see it but still retain their trust in Allah, knowing with certainty that He creates everything with great good and wisdom. The logic of a little faith, a little idolatry is a grave mistake. Covert idolatry is a gross self-deception that arises from adopting the twisted logic of a little faith and a little idolatry and of thinking perversely that no harm will come to me from a little idolatry in my faith. All believers are to dedicate themselves to Allah at every moment and to make no concessions on this matter, for these are core requirements of faith and reason. Therefore, they must not even entertain the thought that any person or entity other than Allah possesses any actual power. Allah commands his servants not to attribute equals to him and reinforces the truth that everything is under his control in the Quran. Say, praise be to Allah and peace be upon his servants whom he has chosen. Is Allah better, or what you associate with him? He who created the heavens and earth and sends down water for you from the sky by which we make luxuriant gardens grow, you could never make their trees grow. Is there another deity besides Allah? No indeed, but they are people who equate others with him. He who made earth a stable dwelling place, appointed rivers flowing through its midst, placed firmly embedded mountains on it, and set a barrier between the two seas. Is there another deity besides Allah? No indeed, but most of them do not know it. He who responds to the oppressed when they call on him and removes their distress and has appointed you as vicegerents of earth. Is there another deity besides Allah? How little you pay heed. He who guides you in the darkness of the land and the sea and sends out the winds, bringing advance news of his mercy. Is there another deity besides Allah? May Allah be exalted above what they associate with him. He who originates creation and then regenerates it and provides for you from out of heaven and earth. Is there another deity besides Allah? Say, bring your proof if you are being truthful. Quran, Chapter 27 verse 59 to 64 As we can see from the above verses, all events take place because Allah wills them to. Forgetting this fact and imagining that anything can take place independently of Allah is to attribute equals to Him. Covert idolatry is the most significant obstacle to the emergence of true faith. One can only truly live by faith if one's faith is pure and unsullied. 
looking for a middle way or imagining that, surely Allah is beyond that, a person or an entity can have actual power or control is idolatry. Pretending not to understand this fact is useless and no more than self-deception. The subjects under discussion here are facts upon which Muslims must reflect and do their best to implement in their life as soon as possible. To imagine that one is immune to this danger and can live as a half-Muslim is not only highly irrational, but is also the cause of a troubled life. People must evaluate their earthly desires from the correct Islamic perspective and then identify and correct their errors, for no one knows when he or she will die and be called to account. People may not suffer great harm if they postpone resolving other matters. However, not resolving the matter discussed above is a grave danger and error, for it is of the utmost importance. Idolatry is the dividing line between faith and unbelief, and covert idolatry is a most deceptive wall that prevents people from seeing the truth, blunts their reason and foresight, causes them to forget why they are here, and leads them toward heedlessness with regard to the day of judgment. Once people recognize that they have fallen into idolatry, however, it is very easy to free themselves. All they have to do is to sincerely and properly appreciate the might of Allah, their Creator. If they think that by practicing what we have described will enable them to achieve something very difficult or to act heroically, they would be mistaken. In fact, such an attitude would actually reflect their great insincerity, for Allah asks only two easy things from all believers, complete dedication to Him alone and complete belief in Him as the sole possessor of true power and control. Those who possess such a pure character may expect complete success, beauty, and blessings from Allah when they truly turn to Him without attributing any equals to Him, for Allah has promised those of you who believe and do right actions that He will make them successors in the land, just, as He made those before them successors, will firmly establish for them their religion, with which He is pleased, and give them, in place of their fear, security. They worship Me, not associating anything with Me. Any who do not believe after that, such people are deviators. Quran, Chapter 24 Verse 55 These believers' situation in the hereafter is revealed in these terms. Except, for, those who repent, put things right, hold fast to Allah, and dedicate their religion to Allah alone, they are with the believers. Allah will give the believers an immense reward. Quran, Chapter 4 Verse 145-146 Smashing the Idols Idolatry is a lifestyle common to those who grow up in societies that do not know the true religion. Heedless of Allah, they ignorantly adopt their society's false deities and thereby ascribe equals to Allah without a second thought. As a result, most people never imagine that their deeds actually constitute rebellion against Allah and that He will punish them severely for their ignorance. Furthermore, they find those strange who call them to Islam and to abandon that which they have made equal to Him. Makkah's leading idolaters at the time of our Prophet, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, reacted in exactly that same way. They believed in Allah's existence, but equated almost all of their worldly affairs with other, minor, and false deities, idols. Trade, love, war, and agriculture, all had their own false deities. This idolatrous order seemed perfectly natural to them, and thus they were stunned when our Prophet, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, rejected it and called upon them to believe in Allah alone. Allah reveals this in the Quran. 
they are surprised that a warner should come to them from among themselves. The non-believers exclaim, this is a lying magician. Has he turned all of the deities into one god? That is truly astonishing. Their leaders went off saying, carry on as you are. Hold fast to your deities. This is clearly something planned. We have not heard of this in the old, ancestral, religion. This is merely something contrived. Quran, Chapter 38 Verse 4 to 7 Our prophets, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, declaration that Allah is the only God and that all other supposed deities had no true power totally confounded the perverse mentality of the idolaters. Due to their blindness, they could not understand that all of these false deities possessed no real power. In fact, it is Allah who bestows His grace upon whom He wills. Allah reveals this truth in the Surah Quraysh, Quran, Chapter 106. In acknowledgement of the established tradition of Quraysh, their tradition of the winter and summer caravans, so let them worship the Lord of this house who has preserved them from hunger and secured them from fear. Quran, Chapter 106 Verse 1 to 4 People living today make this same mistake. How, they may ask, can they live after abandoning all of the concepts and people they have regarded as deities and serve only Allah? The answer is, they must realize that only Allah possesses the power to create them, to cause them to continue living, has mercy upon them, and protects and watches over them. Their employer does not enable them to eat by paying their salary, rather, this is accomplished by Allah, who created their employer with his or her own destiny and causes him or her to pay those wages. Events neither take place haphazardly and by coincidence, nor occur through millions of small and false divine interventions, on the contrary each one happens in accord with his will. Allah created the world with a destiny and people, as revealed in Quran, chapter 81 verse 29, have submitted to him so completely that they cannot even ask for anything unless he so wills it. There is no creature he does not hold by the forelock, Quran, chapter 11 verse 56. Satan may portray freeing oneself from idolatry and living by monotheism, purity, and faith as something quite difficult. But such claims are no more than mere apprehensions inspired by Satan the liar. Allah reveals this in the Quran. When the affair is decided, Satan will say, Allah made you a promise, a promise of truth, and I made you a promise but broke my promise. I had no authority over you, except that I called you and you responded to me. Do not, therefore, blame me, but, rather, blame yourselves. I cannot come to your aid, nor you to mine. I reject the way you associated me with Allah before. The wrongdoers will have a painful punishment. Quran, Chapter 14 Verse 22 Given this fact, it would be highly irrational for people who are trying to be true and sincere believers to despair because of Satan's whispered lies and apprehensions. A sincere change of intent is enough to liberate oneself from idolatry, for this will transform one's idolatrous worldview into a monotheistic one. To put it another way, there is no need to illuminate all places so that someone wearing dark glasses can see them, it is enough just to take off one's glasses. Idolatry blocks the light of truth in exactly the same way. Taking off one's glasses in a single stroke is both easy and the only effective way to pass from idolatry to the life of faith and purity that pleases Allah. And, this involves no more than deciding to trust Him in all circumstances and to adhere scrupulously to His commands and prohibitions in the Quran. 
This sincerity and determination will inevitably bring with it his assistance and mercy, as well as the true path to salvation in both worlds. Only Allah can lead people to the true path. Thus, those who wish to live a life that will win his approval must constantly ask him to guide them to the true path, help them to live an honest and sincere life, and know that he will certainly answer such sincere and honest prayers. They must never fall into Satan's trap of pessimism by wondering how can I ever manage all of this? How can I ever acquire a sincere and unsullied faith? Rather, they must understand that Allah will turn them in the direction of the best path and protect them from all deviations, provided that they show true sincerity and determination, and enable them to live in the ease and joy that such knowledge brings. Those who abandon their false deities and turn to Allah alone will never be left empty and alone, on the contrary, they will attain the greatest peace, comfort, and security. Allah states this in the Quran. Whoever has fear of, and respect for, Allah, he will give him a way out and provide for him from where he does not expect. Whoever puts his trust in Allah, he will be enough for him. Allah always achieves his aim. Quran, Chapter 65 verse 2-3 for this reason, people who realize and regret that they are living in a state of idolatry must immediately stop worshipping their false deities, whether they be their possessions, money, businesses, or properties. None of their possessions actually belong to them, their daily bread does not depend on them, their great wealth may or may not continue to be enjoyed by their descendants, and so on, because only Allah controls everything and bestows upon people what He wills. Realizing this, people must not become proud because of their possessions, rather, they should consider their lifestyle and worldview very carefully and make the necessary changes. They must understand that whatever they possess belongs to Allah alone, that they are a test from Him, and that they must be used in a manner that will please Him. Making the intention to free themselves from any feelings of pride and ownership, they must utterly destroy these false deities. Their sincerity in this matter, however, can only be proven by their subsequent lifestyle and determination. For instance, they must be able to spend all of their wealth and possessions, when necessary, in Allah's cause without a second thought or any concern for the future or from where their next meal will come. Completely trusting in Allah, they must always remember that only He can provide one's daily bread and realize that they are utterly helpless before Him. As we have seen, the difference between monotheism and polytheism is generally one of intention and perspective, our Prophet, may Allah bless him and grant him peace, literally smashed the idols inside the Kaaba, and the Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, burned the calf and threw its ashes into the sea. So they properly smashed the logic of the idolatry. Today, it is necessary to smash the logic of idolatry in a drastic way, which can only be done by changing one's intention and perspective. Therefore, the greatest change experienced by new believers takes place primarily in their own mind. While they might be able to maintain certain elements from their previous life, they will nevertheless have a totally new perspective and understanding. In short, their society's social norms, their elders' and ancestors' beliefs, their own personal desires, and the ideas of other people will become meaningless, for they will regulate their new life solely according to the Quran and the Hadith and aim to achieve Allah's approval. By ceasing to illogically serve and please many minor and false deities, they will surrender entirely to Allah. This is revealed in the Quran. Joseph said, What you serve apart from him are only names that you and your ancestors have made up. There is no mandate for them from Allah. Allah alone is qualified to judge. 
his order is to worship none but him. This is, in truth, the straight and upright religion, but most people do not know. Quran, Chapter 12 Verse 40